Right. Hey there, hi there, ho there, and a gracious good Saturday morning to you. Hello and welcome back to another exciting edition of the Cardinal Couple Radio Air Podcast, where we discuss the joy and excitement of U of L women's athletics. Uh, the show did not air last week. I know that you all formed long lines in protest to your local cable providers, but it was not their fault. It was just a group decision not to do a show. Uh, that being said, uh, we are back almost at full strength with you this week. Daryl is out of town uh, at a bachelorette party, I understand. So, uh, with all of Daryl's friends getting married, it seems like in the last year or so, one has to wonder whether soon her bell will be rung as well. But we'll see on that. She certainly has the experience on how to throw a bachelorette party. But, uh... We do have Case, we do have Jeff, we do have Jared and myself, Holly, with you today as we have some some fairly exciting things to discuss with you today. Uh, admittedly, I will be probably a minor participant in today's show because basically I don't know what in the hell happened here last week. But anyway, just to lay it out there like that, but uh, let's catch up a little bit with the folks who were in town all weekend and had some fun here with it. Uh, Kind of see how their week's one case. How did your things go for you this past week? Well, it's been a busy week. Uh, had a, a work deadline this week that was interrupted by a work trip last week, uh, right in the in the crunch period. So got to stay quite busy, but uh, got it got it licked. And was uh, less than enthused to get an email at four o'clock yesterday p.m. from uh, Project team member saying that they wanted uh any revisions that they had to the and responses to comments they had made uh completed by 10 a.m central time on monday and it's like so you gave everybody four whole working hours to uh, to complete that task huh but uh promptly ignored it i'll uh acknowledge that when i <laughs> when i get back into the swing of things just enjoying the more relaxed time Trying to see if uh, the weather's going to hold out today, get some more yard work done in preparation for Derby Party next week, and all the stuff that goes along with spring in the Derby City. Yeah. First Saturday of May, man. That's what. Uh, that's that's the, the the day circled on everyone's calendar in the city, right? Yeah. Certainly, our time to shine on the national stage as the. I think I've received already four derby party invites. And, uh, I will not be attending any of them this year, my own personal choice. I'm just simply going to sit on the couch and watch the races for one year without having to worry about uh, people placing bets, people arguing about particular horses and stuff like that. I will argue with the folks on TV, and there's plenty to argue with when they come to bat. But anyway... I uh, got Jared in the house. Well, this Jared, of course, always busy down on campus taking pictures of something and was at softball last night. What's your week been like, bud? Uh, just staying busy with work. Thankfully, we have a new person starting that will fill us back up to uh, a full house in our department, which will be beneficial. And, uh, you know, like you said, campus stays busy, especially this time of year. Spring sports are wrapping up and it being graduation and grad photo season. So any extra time I have anywhere is getting booked into that, uh, including uh, Katie's graduation a couple weeks after she passed her big exam yesterday. Very good. A celebration dinner there, I'm sure, and is in off and soon for that. For Whatever she wants to do is what I've told her. Well, there you go. Expect that trip into Buenos Aires anytime. <laughs> Make sure and get good airfare prices. Also, Jeff on board today with us. Another busy week for Jeff, as always. Who was telling us that he likes Derby Pie? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, so there's a there's a group in town it's called called Derby Pie, uh, but but it's a P Y instead of P I E, uh, and, and not P I like you know the size of a circle. Um, it's a it's a group that's a it's a user group for people that like to use the Python programming language, which I do a lot in my work. Um, but I was saying that uh, I use I volunteered because apparently I'm a sucker, I guess. I don't know. Uh, to do a live stream 
of the presentation and the meeting um, and use largely the same setup that I use here for Cardinal Couple. So, uh, and uh, with the Video Ninja and OBS and streaming to YouTube. So, uh, tried it out for the first time on Thursday night. It went fairly well. Got a few little hiccups and glitches and figure out how best to present it. But uh, yeah, I was uh, pretty happy with it. It went pretty well. There you go. Your burgeoning career as a producer, director. <laughs> We'll no doubt see him and Jeff Walls on a 30-minute talk show down the road. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm starting to figure out that uh, my talents are better used uh, maybe behind the production screen instead of in front of it. I don't know. They say interesting things happen behind screen, Jeff, so have fun. <laughs> be forewarned and be forewarned. As for me, uh, it's, uh, I don't really know how to describe the week except that uh, – I, I barely remember the week very much. I did decide to leave Louisville for a while uh, and go down and talk with a, a friend that I've known for a few years who is, is very, very good at, at talking things out and uh, is, has a great ear. That was good. That helped me a lot because I was in a very dark spot earlier this week. Uh, but in any event, uh, missed just about everything that happened UFL sports-wise, except that I did hear that uh, a certain All-American guard we had decided she would rather go, go down and walk through the swamp. Interesting move for on her part. But uh, and totally proved everybody's theories wrong that had theories on that. So why would you want to go play for a crazy lady? Well, guess what? She's down there. Good luck to her. But other than that, uh, yeah, just calling those guys. You know, we, we all go through things, and as I found later, you get in this world and, and in life, uh, the weeks sometimes tend to just really fly by, and you kind of wonder, what well, guy wasn't yesterday Monday? No, it wasn't. But uh, we're going to throw this over to Case for, uh, I don't know, there isn't probably a whole lot there on scheduling, but uh, you can do what you can with it and, and let us know. Yeah, it's pretty thin. Uh, as lacrosse wrapped up, uh, their spring season uh, has ended. You know, soccer and volleyball have both wrapped up their spring play. Um, it gets to the point where, you know, a lot of these student athletes have finished finals already. Um, the last day of finals will be Tuesday on the second. Um, U of L uh, always endeavoring to get done with finals before um, before the derby. Uh, so it's always funny having, uh, it, it always seemed like you would have final projects due on the last day of classes. Um, and the last day of classes would always be the Monday after Thunder. So, uh, every U of L student at Thunder, uh, procrastinating in some way, either not doing a project or not studying something like that. But, uh, as for the athletics, you got, um, track and field is, uh, finishing up the, oh, what's the name of it? I have it open here. It's not listed. Um, the Clarkwood oh, yeah. Invitational. Uh, no, that no one. Lenny Lyles Invitational this year? Did they uh, officially drop that? Well, it's the Clarkwood Invitational this year. I think they had the Lenny Lyles. Wasn't that the one of the indoor ones? Yeah, I think that's a fall meet. Uh, fall oh, they've meet. moved that to indoors now. Okay. Uh, so that is going on today. Started yesterday. Uh, today, the last day of that one. Softball with their second game of the weekend against Boston College. Uh, that game is at 2. It's on ACC Network. And I believe Jared was saying that uh, before we got on here that the senior day festivities will start around one thirty. Is that right, Jared? Uh, probably about one forty to get through the five seniors in time for first pitch. Yep. So uh, if you're going to make it out for that, hopefully the weather will co cooperate and uh, send them off with hopefully uh, uh, another win and then um, hopefully one more in the senior the series finale tomorrow uh, and the Ulmer season finale. Uh, that one will be at noon on Sunday. Uh, rowing in a spring meet uh, hosted by Michigan tomorrow. Uh, and then no midweek for softball. Uh, they hit the road next week to take on Florida State in their final series of the season. Um, that will be at 6 p.m. on Friday and then uh, 2 o'clock on Derby Day. So that's it. Uh, with just basically baseball and softball <laughs> on the schedule, that it's uh, pretty thin for for uh, Cardinal Couple 
um, rooting interests there. Uh, as for the Twitter accounts, uh, I tweet as at best case scenario. Um, sometimes I elect not to tweet uh, about or certain retweets that I or quote tweets that I start and then delete um, just because, you know, it's not worth it. <laughs> so true. So true. Polly Paul, is uh, at Cardinal Couple. Jeff is at Card Couple Radio and at Jeff McAdams. Jared is at Mr. Anderson Jared. And Daryl is at Daryl Faust 4. And, you know, as long as it keeps running, we got that right side of the, the uh, website, the Twitter widget over there containing all of the uh, UofL Athletics accounts on the Cardinal Couple website. So that gets us through scheduling and, and Twitter for what it was in April as we slowly approach the summer doldrums merely leaving one month and heading into another but the month of may always an important month around here as far as obviously the festivities that go into the derby and all the side events that take place in addition to the the two minutes on the main oval uh i think today they had the balloon race today if i'm not mistaken and I they did get that off. That they landed on the tenth hole of standard golf course. So uh, how about that? You know, really? You're getting ready to right tee off and... for my house. <laughs> you're, you're like, yeah, yeah, just kind of fade it to the left there, John, and oh, avoid that hot air balloon that's about <laughs> <Yeah>. to land <laughs> 200 yards in front of you. Oh, okay. Uh, so I understand they did Is that. that. A- free drop if you like bounce it off the balloon I or is that think you know you hit it off the balloon through the clown's mouth and it rolls out the shit <laughs> yeah. i hope they yeah. drop the sandbag on somebody's ball I, so. <laughs> I, I just hope it's some guy who's actually kicked his ball out of the rough into the fairway which is obviously a one-stroke penalty got a sandbag right on top of his head you know <laughs> as the good god was saying you will play where it lays and no move it so that's our, uh, I don't know who actually got closest to the, the drop. I didn't follow that much of it. Uh, I, was, I was reading a very fascinating article about the demise of Becky Burke, which you know I doubt we'll get into today because that's not positive news. But uh, also a little overstated, I think. But well, it's you, you know that's what media is anymore today, mm-hmm. Jeff. People will take a, a night crawler and claim that they've got a, a python or an anaconda. Mm-hmm. So, any, in any event, uh, the best of BBs, you know, my my favorite quote of her one time was I asked her why she was smiling all the time, and she said, if you shot the ball like me, you'd be smiling all the time. <laughs> Very great quote at her from years ago. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I said, gee, if I had an ego like yours, too, I'd probably be the mayor. But uh, no. Uh, <laughs> so, we find out some other things that have... You know, obviously, I think of importance that we need to talk about, first of all, is the softball team. The softball team is, by golly, they're playing good ball. And uh, what I was just able to read in, in, in Case's article today, and uh, a thumping of the Eagles, Boston College, and I think what Jared, you were out there obviously taking photos of players posing for you in between innings. Did you get the action shots in or uh, just? Uh, every once in a while. Just cheese shots of, you know, the infield. Yeah, uh, spent some time talking to uh, Celine Funky and Katie Barber, both uh, softball alums that made an appearance at the game last night as well. Katie Barber, I do not remember. Celine, I remember very well. Oh, and then uh, a guest appearance by CC Rush from volleyball in the stands as well. Cool. Obviously looking for a second sport to parlay her <laughs> talents into based on their – no, never mind uh, – but uh, Jeff, did you make it out as well? I did not make it out last night. I did watch online though. Um, okay. That has kind of become appointment viewing, so it's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, to if if I don't make it out there, I make sure to to catch it online. Yeah. yeah I, I forgot basically what time the game was, mm-hmm. and I was was actually actually watching some very great. And I won't name the channel or anything like that, but there a, a TV channel here on cable had like eight hours of music from the '60s documentaries, which was fantastic. They had, wow. uh, they did uh, the Jimi Hendrix story, which was incredible, and uh, they also did uh, Woodstock, the director's cut, which included a lot of things that weren't in the original Woodstock movie, and 
They even did this as Elvis, by God. So, <laughs> I was thinking that the game was going to come on at 8 o'clock. It was all prepared to watch it at 8 o'clock. And guess what? It was over. So, anyway. Uh, but you guys did see it. Jared, talk about this Cardinal win. 10 to 2. Big. Yeah, I think uh, it really showcased the offensive talents of this team that we've been seeing this year. And as we've discussed some recently, some of the high rankings and several offensive categories, both from individual uh, standpoints with Taylor Roby, Colby Otis, as well as just as a team as a whole. Uh, Case mentioned in the article, they had a bit of a slow start yesterday. That's all right. They really bounced back. They hit the the huge inning to really propel them forward. And then the walk-off base hit to win it. But I, I think this is just, just a team that's really relied on their offensive prowess this year uh, and then has kind of been supported in the, the background by some solid pitching uh, with a mixture of yesterday, Alyssa Zabala in the start and then Sam Boo to close it out. But yeah, I think just all around, this, this team is hitting extremely well. We saw Roby uh, hit her NCAA leading 20th home run that landed, first landed in the second berm and then bounced somewhere into the trees that a couple of folks went digging for it, but her family did uh, fortunately obtain that ball. Uh, and then Hannah File with a home run later on as well to kind of help power that that offense. Nice win for the cards there. And I guess as a photographer, I, I must ask you the question, have you ever taken a photo where Alyssa Zabala was not smiling? Not yet. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we never come into that unless if it's – tears of joy from winning a championship, something like that. But no, she, she certainly smiles a lot and that's just her demeanor. And that's how she was raised by her parents is always smiles. And nobody knows what you're thinking. It's a wonderful thing to see too. If you're watching, you know, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. She just gave up three singles in a row and she's still smiling. Give her the ball back. She's ready to pitch again. Very, very nice. Very uplifting to see that instead of the scowl, which you can sometimes see on, and teams pitchers after we've basically beat them to death with our bats. Uh, and that was the case again yesterday. At one point in time, I think I saw we had eight runs on eight hits. And, Jeff, that's pretty uh, efficient stuff right there. It really is. And it's not, uh, you know, you think when small ball you got that we've talked about this little team playing more this year, that, you know, you're going to leave a few players on base. You're probably going to have a few more hits than you're going to have runs because you're you know you're not necessarily doing those big you know triples and home runs to get a lot of your scores um although you know to be fair we do have the ncaa's leader in home runs on the team so that's only partially the truth but uh yeah it's that's an that's an incredibly efficient uh, uh offense at that point. So that's, that's great to see. It was a lot of fun to watch too. So as you can read all about this in case you tire of our descriptions of the game, <laughs> the Saturday article of Cardinal couple case did a very, very good job of writing this one up. And, uh, I think Jared included seven photos, total five of them celebration pictures. So he, he sent I me eight know. and two of them were the same. <laughs> That's, you know, I noticed only after I like dragged all eight of them into the article. I was like, "Wait a second. <laughs> he, he's telling you he liked that one so much. Damn it, run it twice, Case. What's your problem? It, it was a, it was an action. It was to your, you know, to a Paul's credit, it was an action shot. Oh uh, it was no. the one of, it was the one of Ali Alexander uh, throwing the ball across the diamond. But uh, she, she didn't do that much defensively that I felt like I needed to include the same, the same throwing photo twice. Jared's camera mind a action shot is Holly April walking from the dugout to third base. Yeah. Oh, look, she's moving. That's a great one. Oh, look, look, no, she's a little bit harder to catch smiling on the field. She's so zoned in and focused that she doesn't really smile. Not that she's angry. It's just she's really focused on the game. And yeah, she, and she next. is. And, and she's probably recollecting the, all the fruitless years she spent at Pittsburgh trying to coach a team up there. And then, could she have gone to somewhere that was really good in softball? No, she ended up in Louisville. But she lives in the stadium. Holly's a, a great person, a wonderful person to know, and certainly one that uh, if you all don't appreciate what she does here for the Cardinals softball program, 
then you are idiots and I refuse to talk to you. Because she does a lot here. Polly's got opinions today. Well, you know, this is a lady that basically is, is, it came in here in a very tough situation, as you remember, Jeff. Oh, yeah. I I don't disagree with you. It's just kind of fun to hear you go off like that. (laughs) Well, you know, it is true. I mean, yeah, because people will, Willie Neely's will cry and say, well, she isn't up there beating their, you know, the, 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 the Florida states of the league and da 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 dee. And I'm like, you know, Didn't they beat them twice last year. Yeah. We yeah. are, we've got a, a crucial last series year's coming crucial, up with yeah. them. That, that's yeah. not, that's, yeah. Yeah. Appreciate what you got, folks. We really is. Be thankful for what you got in all April. Yeah. And appreciate her. And, and, and don't complain about the fact that she lost five, you know, one run games last year or whatever. Yeah. We've had a little bit of worry about, uh, you know, it's is her seat getting a little warm with, you know, it's been a few years and not having the sort of success out of the program overall that we were looking for. But, uh, and, and I think even early in the season, we were kind of going, eh, you know, uh, but uh, certainly this late season push that this team has put on, I think is, uh, is more like what we are hoping to see and have been really happy to see it coming coming about i you know i wish nothing but the best i would want to see this program succeed I'd, I'd love to see softball become the next you know national level program kind of like we've seen what volleyball do um that you know i'd love for four years from now to be able to be talking about yeah this perennial powerhouse louisville <laughs> like they do with volleyball i'm going i haven't been that long folks but <laughs> you know yeah, uh yeah it would be great to be there so and, and i'm hoping this is the beginning of that um, we got a lot of talent in and starting to see it really come together late in this season. It's been great. I think what's been good, um, we talked about, or Jeff, you talked about, you know, a little bit of question marks at the beginning of the season and um, really before the season and early in the season, we talked about Louisville leaning towards small ball and how there was some concern there. Uh, and Louisville, you know, didn't start off with the most uh, outstanding offense. Um, but since then, uh, it's really been a good mix of small ball and power, um, to the point that Louisville is, uh, about 34th, uh, round about the same average as, you know, five or six teams in the, in the ballpark, uh, in home runs per game. They've hit 49, uh, but interestingly, Louisville's top four home run hitters have hit 46 home runs. So only three home runs from the rest of the team, but Louisville is still, you know, scoring as many runs as they are. They've got, I think, the second most runs scored in the league, um, having played fewer games than a number of teams. Uh, and I think that's a that's a big testament to, to being able to get runners in um, and, and make the most of their offense, uh, which is something we had a lot of concerns with last year. They were leaving a ton of players on base they weren't able to to bring runners in and even yesterday um you know they <laughs> scored what is that they scored 10 runs on 11 hits uh and still managed to leave eight players on base <laughs> because they had nine walks <laughs> I, but you can't even be mad at leaving eight players on base in that situation because you scored 10 runs and you won a, a run rule game um getting on bases is critical uh, whether that is to have somebody behind you hit a home run, like was the case with Hannah File with the two-run homer, um, yeah. or Taylor Roby hitting solo shot, uh, or just being able to move runners 90 or 60 feet, sorry, in softball, move runners 60 feet at a time and, and bring them around. So uh, the offense is definitely doing their part. Uh, I really think it helps that Taylor Roby is not being asked to be the uh, 100% star on both sides of the ball, um, and that's freed her up to be pretty effective on both sides separately um, with a lot of support from Corby Otis offensively and Sarah Gordon, who has been a revelation, and uh, Alyssa Zabala, that battery, <laughs> two freshmen um, who are really, really doing a lot there for Louisville, and uh, it's exciting. And like I mentioned in the article, uh, they're pretty much guaranteed fourth uh, in the league if they can win one of the last two or one of these two games against Boston College. Um, and 
you know, depending on how things go next weekend, could be looking at uh, even better finish. So it's it's a big turnaround from, you know, the middle of the season uh, where we're looking at them saying, like, how'd you lose to Charlotte in a midweek game? But uh, it's definitely looking positive for the cards. If Louisville wins out, which that's tough to do going down to Florida State next weekend, mm-hmm. they could potentially finish first in the ACC. Yeah, it would uh, depend on what Clemson does. But if they win out, yeah, they could win the league. Right. And you, you've got Clemson and Virginia Tech going on right now. Uh, they had to postpone their game yesterday due to rain. So I believe they got a doubleheader today. Uh, another Virginia Tech loss or two, uh, kind of as you were hinting there, would lock in a top four seed and a double bye in the ACC tournament, which would be phenomenal. Double buys worth their weight in gold in any sport, especially in softball. Mm-hmm. You stop thinking about it. I can only think maybe basketball being where a double buy is more advantageous, but uh, you know, certainly it's better than having to play on opening day the, of the tournament. Uh, and, and 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 before we kind of move on out of this a little bit here, you had mentioned Sarah Gordon, but th- this is something that is short of a a miraculous hero story at the start of the season we were all kind of staring at each other and slack jawed wonder going well who's going to catch we just graduated three of them <laughs> what do you think they're going to do you think they'll move Roby behind the plate which will pitch it and run back there and catch her own ball <laughs> yeah what are they going to do well guess 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 who walked through the door Sarah Gordon. It's, it's another super surprise freshman like i was talking about with elena scott last year right yeah it's like, well, a late hey. addition right I don't recall. I, 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 I feel like I feel like she was a late freshman ad. Like I think we were talking at the end of last year. Like Louisville doesn't have a freshman <laughs> slated to come in. Yeah. And they had no catchers on the roster. This little girl stood up and said, "Hi, uh, my name is Sarah Gordon, and I like to catch. <laughs> Could I join your team? I'm pretty good at it. And yeah, she has been incredible. And she is good at that. But the the amazing part is how good she is on the on the side of the plate as opposed to behind it. Oh my God. Yeah. Just hitting. Talk about this hitting. She's been going through a little bit. This is a freshman, and normally freshmen go through slumps at the plate. Uh, It'll take a while to adjust to the level of play. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So she has started all 47 games for Louisville. She is uh, second on the team in batting average behind only Corby Otis, who, if you remember, had like a 35 game hit streak or on base streak anyway. On on base. Yeah. yeah. Uh, She's third on the team. Uh, and one of four players with an OPS over 1,000. So uh, earns at least one base in every two at-bats uh, is, how, is a good way to think about that. Um, so that's pretty fantastic. Uh, she is tied for third in home runs uh, with Corby Otis. Um, actually, looking at this, oh, the NCAA uh, stat website was not updated. Louisville has hit 51 home runs this season, not 49. It didn't count the. Roby's in the lead. I think Corby's at 10, and then Hannah and Sarah are at 8. File is at 10, uh, and then Corby and and, uh, Sarah at 8 there. Um, So, yeah, tied for third in home runs, third in OPS, second in on base percentage. And, like we said, as a freshman doing all of this, um, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, Fielding. You know, she's got a 984 fielding percentage. Um, so that's probably just a passed ball. Like maybe one passed ball. Oh, no, she's got four errors. I'm sorry. It is listed there. But, um, I mean, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to put some, some errors on catchers uh, with what they end up doing. But uh, she's caught six players stealing. Um only allowed 16 against. So, yeah, she's uh, <laughs> pretty pretty good for a freshman, which is why she's been named to the top 25 list for the uh, National Freshman of the Year award. Um, only the third Cardinal to be named to that list, joining uh, pretty familiar names in Megan Hensley and Marissa Becker. Um, the Louisville article did not mention, the Go-Cards article did not mention whether either of those players advanced uh, to the top 10 list, um, but neither has won the award. So um, Louisville, or uh, Sarah Gordon in, in pretty good company there uh, getting named to that list. 
And and I, I would just wonder, Jared, in your conversations with with the alumni that you talked to yesterday, what were their impressions on Hoyt? Uh, we didn't get a chance to really talk about uh, Sarah as much as just the team as a whole. And uh, there was uh, a lot of optimism from the alumni about how this team looks and the direction the program's going. Uh, you know, they're at 33 wins, uh, two shy of matching Holly April's uh, career high at Louisville. And it would only be the second time that I think in about seven or eight years that Louisville's reached the 35 win mark. They're on pace to make the NCAA tournament at this point. Most likely, they're a two or three seed in somebody's regional. Uh, you know, they're one of the top teams in the ACC this year. So the the alumni are really excited with how things are going, especially with the the young talent and the caliber of that talent on the roster right now. Yeah, and, and another thing which which we never talk about is the fact that the you know, in her family, the talents there. I mean, remember how well her her older brother Lancaster Gordon did here at Louisville, and then uh, moved on to the guys haven't caught it yet. It's a it's a parody. Uh, yeah. Lancaster Gordon did not play uh, with Sarah in any way, shape, or form, and is not a member of the family. But every time I see that name Gordon, I think of Lancaster Gordon. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope I was I was familiar with the name as a former uh, athlete <laughs> at the University of Louisville. Not much beyond that. So, Lancaster Gordon was one excellent basketball player back yeah. in his day. But anyway, so let's let, let's hope that they can then carry out the rest of the weekend. Get this done. Get the sweep. Get the broom out, and then uh, maybe go down and shock the world, as they say, in Tallahassee when they go down to end the season, the regular season, against uh, the Seminoles. Was it last year that we won that? That series against them. I think last year was the last year or two years ago. One series. Oh, the tie. Where where they had to rush out of town. Yeah, I I think that was last year where we finished Sunday in a tie, so it was an even split on the series. But there was a. Yeah, it must have been the year before then, because I remember the they won that night game that was on ESPN. Was that Rebecca Chung? With the big double to right center. It was strong with the big shot because we interviewed her right after the game, Jared. And, and she was just bubbly as all get out. She couldn't believe that she did it. She was just uh, beside herself. So, so that would be a bit not... of a coup this year if they can, uh, yeah. if they can repeat the the situation. Because, you know, uh, this year it's on the yeah. road. Florida State is not just leading the league. Uh, they are fourth in the country. Um so I'm not receiving any first-place votes because nobody does except for Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, part of, I, th- I think part of the confusion on we're trying to figure out what year on this is that we did – I don't think we played them last year at all, just looking at calen- at uh, schedules. I bet you uh, it was the 2019 year, that really good year. I think we upset Florida yeah. State two out of three at home, and we walked it off against Kentucky in a midweek game at home. Yeah, so they got two on us in 2021. 2020 would have been COVID year, so for that, I don't know that that's a complete schedule. So yeah, so it's been it's been a few years since that was. Oh yeah, I think it we wouldn't have played them at home twice in two years in a row. Gosh. Yeah, Polly was talking about weeks flying by. Talk about yeah talk about time flying or remembering as if it was a last year a, a series against Florida State from four years ago. Goodness. Yeah, Oof. yeah, the COVID year got canceled right before like Florida State was the next team we were going to play. COVID year. It, it did, and the COVID years really messed a lot of things up. Yeah, it's really kind of screwed everything but, up. Uh, just out of a human interest side of things, Jared, oh, what is our old buddy Funky up to these days? She is up in Wisconsin working, but obviously still a lot of friends and family in the area, so she comes down quite often to visit and obviously support the program as much as she can. Uh, I forget who she said she stays with, but there's quite a few alum that are still really close to campus that trying to make it out every once in a while to the games. Uh, Madison Siasio has made quite a few appearances this year. Maddie Newman's made a few appearances. Carmen Greenwood. Uh, so they're all uh, you know, still connected well with the program, and having that nice uh, alumni support is always a, a huge factor when you're trying to grow a program, especially in your nonprofit sports such as softball. Absolutely so. So let's uh... – Keep fingers crossed for the weekend, and also let's look ahead with uh, anticipation next week. Maybe going down and shocking the world again against those Seminoles. 
So, uh, and, and I'm going to kind of switch gears on you guys a little bit here. If there's nothing else about softball, anybody else wants to get in going once, going twice. Just hoping game. for a sweep this weekend. Yeah. Game today at two o'clock. I'm going to, I am going to try and get out there. So if they can win today, it would be a new, um, or yeah, a new season best, uh, winning streak. Nice. Hopefully they'll get it done and get it done in walk-off fashion. Wouldn't that be fun? See them do this after five innings or six innings. Uh, but uh, if, if I mention the names Curry, Taylor, Love, Jefferson, Ricard, Von Scheich, and possibly Spear to you, what am I talking about? <laughs> a, a new law firm in town? I think it's our, our, our com- almost completely new soft, our, uh, basketball roster, right? <laughs> it is. Basically, the, the Jeff Ball is, I bought them all clearance prices. I love this. Uh, <laughs> additions to the lineup. Yes, we're talking about, of course, Jada Curry, Sydney Taylor, Leah Love, Kiki Jefferson, and also uh, the, the one that I'm really excited about, Nina Regards. She is something else. And then Hanyon Shaikh. Uh, and then, are we going to fear the spear or not? Mm. That seems to be the latest question right now. Uh, I know, Jared, you've got your ear to the ground on everything that happens on campus. What are you hearing about this uh, possibility about Jewel Spear, and, and what are your impressions on this class that Wallace has built so far? Yeah, I was joking. Uh, Coach Steph Norman threw out the opening pitch at softball yesterday, and I was joking that I should ask her her thoughts on Jewel Spear. And I was like, yeah, better not. But no, <laughs> the... You'd probably get a no comment, but... <laughs> the recruiting, especially with the transfer portal, Hey, you got to be able to adapt to how things are with the NCAA now and the way NIL works. And sometimes you're going to get those one-year players. And Louisville's been on the fortunate end of several successful one-year players that uh, I think we need to be thankful for as they've kind of helped set the tone and uh, shown the rest of the country that you can come to Louisville and for your final year of eligibility and still be successful and make an Elite Eight or make a Final Four. And it just draws the attention to more and more players. Uh, as we're seeing, it looks like what we have nine or 10 on the roster currently, and it looks like all but two or three are set to graduate uh, next year. So it's going to be a heck of a senior day. I- I'm excited to work with it, though. You know, I think Walls is kind of playing a-, a money ball move here in terms of replacing Van Lith. You're getting the scoring just from several people. But at the same time, you're getting better shooting percentages combined uh, than what you had with uh, Haley. Well, yeah, when you look at the contingent of it, uh, obviously some nice tall guards that are in this list here. You've got some definite scores in this list here for sure. Uh, on Von Schenke, I don't, I don't, I don't know what she's going to actually provide in the the interior for the cards because, of course, you've got Olivia Cochran back. Uh, I keep hearing great things about Mobley and how she's been working in the offseason and how that she could really come in and just kind of put her stamp on a position in the fall. Obviously, too early to talk about that. Mobley came in with such high expectations anyway before the injury. I was saying, she can uh, get healthy. Yeah, this is a kid, you got to get her healed up. You know, it's, yeah. you know it's, it's, it's great to be a great running two-year-old horse, but if you have a leg injury in your three-year-old year, you're on the sidelines, but uh, let's hope that she can do it. Let's hope mm-hmm. that she can get back out there. Uh, obviously, all this a bit in kind of dancing around the, the major story that involved Louisville women's athletics and basketball in the week. Uh, even I heard about this one. Uh, <laughs> that Haley Van Lith has decided that she's going to go down and try crawfish instead of burger and is at LSU now. Uh, there's so many things you could say about this in so many levels. We've had so many customer, reader comments, not customer, customer. reader comments about this taking either a pro or a negative stance on what you know, has transpired here. And well, let's just, we'll just kind of, now that we know, now that this official, there were rumors out there floating around all week long about it, uh, she went on and saw Mike the Tiger down on campus. Oh, my goodness, no. no. She tried to buy a restaurant. Oh, my God, not that. She likes crawdads. What? No. Uh, what do you think, guys? Talk Haley to me. I, the thing with Haley Van Lith and this story with UofL is its reach. 
I mean, this has been, to me, a little bit crazy how much people are talking about. I mean, I have people that know that I, you know, write about this that, to my knowledge, pay very little attention to women's athletics and especially women's college basketball um, uh, that are asking me about, you know, Haley Van Lith and did you see she went to LSU? It's like, yes, I saw she went to LSU, of course. Like, I, I definitely saw before you did, but uh, that's neither here nor there. But I, just the number of people that are asking and, and that are interested in this is, you know, it, it goes to speak to um, the level of interest that she creates as a player, the level of interest of uh, women's college basketball in Louisville, um, that it is something that permeates our, you know, uh, media ecosystem and, and landscape and uh, is talked about here and it's tough to see it's tough I guess for us to have you know been thinking about it um, in the it, it is, the yeah. incorrect way I guess uh, I, I, we, we kind of missed uh, you know Jeff had what was a very um, uh, believable and convincing theory, and you know, I I thought that and, it made sense. And as to me. we find out, wrong. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's tough to have been so wrong because I I agreed. It it made a lot of sense to me. Um, and you know, it's it's at this point clear that that wasn't the case. And uh, to to what she said yesterday, which I'm sure we'll talk about about why she chose LSU and instead of Louisville. That's just you know PR speak. And she, what what else is she gonna say? She's not gonna come out and say, well, why'd you pick LSU? Oh, because I'm ring chasing and they won the national championship and returned their best player and <laughs> I think I could add to that team and then win another championship. And she's not going to say that, right? So, um, I, I wouldn't mind if she did. That's the thing. <laughs> I agree. Uh, the honesty would be refreshing, but, but no player is going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I heard the best answer I heard is that a uh, person came up to a very knowledgeable person about Louisville basketball and then critically said, "Hey, what about this van? Well, what about this van Lith going to LSU? Why did that happen?" And the guy calmly looked at the other person and said, "Haley has been a Creedence Clearwater Revival fan for years, <laughs> and wanted to know the source of where most of that music came from. The Bayou, what San Francisco? <laughs> Actually, CCR was a San Francisco, <laughs> right?" <laughs> But you know, so the majority of their music forward. was about being, you know, down in the bayou, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, chasing down hoodoos and going for crawdads and everything else. And uh, she actually went down in search of John Fogarty, wherever he is. <laughs> you're, you're saying their their back door was, uh, they were looking at it at the San Francisco Bay and not at... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, indeed. It was born on the bay. It was born, born into the bay. Born on the <laughs> bay. And then and we also just added the OU. Five. We needed to. That's everybody I'm just got confused because they needed to the add. Bay. Yeah, they needed uh, to add a syllable for the line to make sense. They, they, yeah, everybody I'm, got confused about it. All I'm saying is the group was from San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, where they started. They were, I'm not disagreeing with you. El Cerrito. Yeah, whatever. A suburb of San Francisco, and yeah, is was the, it's, their. It's all one big major recording studio out there, Fantasy Studios, where they did their their recording and everything. Is actually one fourth of a while, one fourth of a mile from where my sister in law lives. Hmm. Amazing. I was actually out on a walk the last time we visited them at in San Francisco. And she lives in El Cerrito. Oh, okay. So El Cerrito is over on the uh, East Bay side. Yeah, okay. it is on yeah. the East Bay side. I walked around the corner, Looking I saw Richmond's. a row of buildings, and I saw the sign saying Fantasy Studios. Yeah. And I said, This is the place. This is the place? I can't believe it. Huh. And went to the front door, and it was locked, so I couldn't mm -hmm. go in and look around. But anyway, uh, they'd probably throw me at it anyway. Uh, yeah, so, Jared, you know, you've kind of had some varying viewpoints on the whole thing here. What, What's your take on all this? Yeah, it's, uh, I, I get that players bounce around and, and whatnot nowadays especially with the nil money and and chasing championships it, but it's been tough when Haley van lith's been all season preaching loyalty which i think at times early in the season was also kind of a a, a slight at other players that had left the little program recently 
uh, as well as the appreciation for the fan base and the trust she has with her team and coaches that they can, you know, take this team and take this program far and for her to kind of up and run, uh, especially with a lot of the recent talent graduating, is it's frustrating. And it's really shown on the fans, especially the fans who have been there game after game, cheering her on and supporting her and showing her love and the, the little girls that are showing up in their own pigtails and posters of Haley at these games who looked at her kind of as an idol. And, and the, it's tough. Well, I think a lot of the fan base is kind of feeling a little betrayed, especially with where she ended up with Kim Mulkey down there. Yeah, uh, as David Watson so likes to put it, she's joined up with the crazy lady to look at. <laughs> yeah, Kim Mulkey makes uh, Jeff Walls look sane. <laughs> a very dull pedestrian in the street of life, right? Uh, I just want to know where Kim Mulkey got that last outfit and whether I could wear it basically to a game next year. Uh, yeah, you need to go be on the Hunger Games is where you get those outfits. Is, is that what it is? Because I'd like to wear something hey, like that. everybody's got opinions today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm, just... I'm clearly not a Kim Mulkey fan. No, I'm not either. So, uh, again. No, my and, uh, and her thing. refusal to support one of her best players ever at, yeah. at Baylor also did not support oh, yeah. me at all. Yeah, absolutely. That didn't go yeah. well at all with Brittany Grinder. Come on. Yeah. You know, at least you could say something. No, not, nothing there. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, uh, I'll never forget a story I read about her real quick, and then I'm going to get your, your, your take on this here case a little bit. Is When she was at Baylor, she was she had to sit out for some reason for a while. I don't know whether she had surgery. Uh, what was it where Mulkey was actually not coaching for a little while? And so she threw all her efforts into her flower garden in the front of her house. But all the flowers died. And I'm thinking to myself, if you're a flower and we're faced with the prospect of seeing Kim Mulkey storm out that front porch each morning, go to her car, glare at you like, you don't look too good. Would you want to live in that environment? I wouldn't. I was a flyer, I'd die immediately. That's so the story goes is uh, you got what you asked for, LSU. Enjoy it. Obviously, they did with the national title. Will they continue to enjoy it in years to come? Uh, what do you think, Case? What about this girl? Haley Van Lith teaming up with Angel Reese. Who's a pretty good ball player in her own right? Is there going to be possibly ball hogging issues here? Yeah, I don't know that ball hogging is. Well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's tough to say. We, um, we kind of have a lot of experience as Louisville fans with uh, the acclamation of Haley Van Lith in. Uh, with with new team members, right? Uh, Louisville depended a lot on that this season, and there were a lot of growing pains early. Um, I don't think that it will be the the uh, smoothest start to their to their relationship in the early in the season. I think that Louisville, or I think that LSU, probably has enough talent, uh, and will probably um, not play the most difficult early season schedule. Uh, like we see Louisville uh, build up with a lot earlier in the year. Um, and they'll be able to sort that out. But I, I think they will uh, not, like I said, not have the smoothest run at it. Um, I don't know that it will impact them that much from a from a results perspective. I think that uh, they're going to be pretty good. And, you know, they don't play the same position. Uh, it's not two guards fighting for... Um, ball control and, and scoring ability. It's its different scoring at different levels, and uh, I don't think there'll be a too much of a ball-hogging issue, just maybe a, a gelling issue, and, you know, I, I don't care if they lose. <laughs> I know that it's, it's like, um, it's a little bitter to 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 be that way, but I don't, I don't really care. I, I said that, or Jeff said it would be refreshing for a player to, to be clear that they were ring-chasing. Um, Obviously, that's not. Players say that they want to go to a tournament, and win a championship, when they're transferring from a, a school that is not a competitor, um, a, a 
you know, mid-major school or one that is kind of a, a bottom dweller in their conference. But, you know, you transferred from a national championship contender to a national championship contender, and I don't care if you get knocked out in the first round. Like, it, it's not uh, – um, I, I, I don't – I don't have any uh, affinity yeah. for a former Louisville player who is going to be like that. So. so so, I think the interesting thing is, is I, I, w- I said I wouldn't mind if she'd said that, right? I, I don't actually believe it's the truth, though. I think the reason she went to LSU was NIL money. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's something we just don't know, right? I, yeah. th- that's a part of it, yeah. but there were plenty of other schools, right, that would have been uh, sure. clamoring for her. Uh, yeah, for her talents and and um, paying her plenty for nil money and you know if she would have if that would have been a reason she wanted more she could have uh, probably leaned on some people here and gotten yeah, more maybe. so yeah uh, yeah I, I I don't buy that as the whole reason uh, no. and I think that um, yeah part of it is obviously that yeah she well, didn't, she didn't think she was going to win a championship here or didn't didn't want to try uh, and thought that it would be easier there. Baton Rouge, obviously, much closer to Seattle than Louisville was, which was her yeah. main reason to... Uh, yeah, she was going to be closer to home, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, her parents just bought that estate down in New Orleans, so okay, yeah, but no. I'm kidding there. Uh, there were, yeah, all kinds of stories and everything like that. Uh, just I wonder what she's going to do with all those shirts and and, and that she had made up with the van lift tin and Louisville gear. Uh, you know, that's probably got some back stock on those. Do you think we'll probably see some kids in Guatemala wearing those next year? Yeah. You know, yeah. after flood victims. Look, we are Haley strong. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I don't know. I, I thought it was amusing though with, uh, or Jack Harlow was fairly yeah. well known for having worn the number 10 <laughs> Haley van lift Jersey on stage a couple of times. And then he drops his new album this week, and the cover art has him shirtless. I'm like, hmm, that's appropriate. <laughs> yep. to, to clarify, uh, the flight time from Baton Rouge to Seattle uh, is longer than the flight time from Louisville to Seattle. Not yeah. that you could get a, a direct flight uh, from Louisville, but I, I thought that that was funny. Not that, that you it's could actually, from Baton Rouge. I mean, actually you further away. <laughs> yeah. What kind of Jack Airlines is going to send you from Baton Rouge to Seattle? We at least have UPS. That's that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I've been having no objections at all. Put in there a first class sticker on her and put in there in cargo and say, go. Have a safe trip. Don't get your pigtails caught in the door on the way in. Oh, it looks like that's that's including connections. So it is faster uh, to go from SDF to Seattle, to SeaTac, than from Baton Rouge to SeaTac. And even if you could fly direct, uh, it would be faster from Louisville. So of course, SeaTac isn't exactly close to her home either. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, I would. My um, guess would be what is it? Minneapolis is the the stopping uh, point if you're flying out of Louisville. Uh, it depends who you fly with. I mean, you could hit yeah. Denver as an option, or Vegas is another option for connecting flights. Well, who knows? You you could you could end up in Charlotte to fly to Seattle with the yeah. connections yeah. you can get out of Louisville, and they're a disaster. I just remember years ago going out there on Northwestern Airlines, and it was Minneapolis where, because mm-hmm. I've got a, a couple just, of cousins that still live in the Seattle area. She's now part of Delta, so that's an option when you with Delta. Yeah, I guess it is, because we went through Minneapolis, and I remember not being impressed with the city that I saw, but anyway. Uh It'll be interesting to see how the cards basically bounce and come back from this, obviously, with Olivia Cochran still there. But when you take a look at these six confirmed players that are coming into the program, guys, we'll just go through them real quick. Do any of these stand out to you as being the ones that could step in and say, okay, you're missing 19 points a game. Uh, I think I can help there. Anybody on that, Jared? Is is there one of these that you like more than the other? Uh, It's tough to say because I haven't really seen any of them play in person and I haven't seen how any of them are going to be able to adapt to the Jeff Wall system yet because it's yeah. not about how well can you play offense in Louisville's how well can you play defense and how great is your ball movement on offense so I don't know what that looks like for any of these transfers coming in and some of them may be able to adapt and adjust to it a little bit quicker than others but that's why we have this entire offseason to figure it out 
so once we get to a preseason and maybe I'll be able to make it out to a practice or two at that point, then it'll kind of give me a better feel for what to expect out of the different players. So much for pre-race handicapping out of you. <laughs> well, it's, a, yeah. it's a whole heap in helping them with question marks, really. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, Olivia Cochran's looking pretty good next year. Nyla Harris is looking pretty good next year. <laughs> I'm going to go with the safe route. I like I, I I'll I'll make the claim. Uh it, it's the one that I wrote about uh, last last week maybe. Um but the addition of Sydney Taylor, uh Louisville has not had what you could consider a consistent spot up shooter um in quite a while that I can remember. Um one that, you know, you can find her on the perimeter and feel pretty confident that uh the shot's going to go up and and that it's going to go in and uh, Sydney Taylor was a really good shooter over her career. And, you know, maybe she's not replacing 19 points a game, but depending on how you're going to play offense with the other additions that Louisville's getting, um, you've got somebody that can be there as an outlet, uh, that can move off the ball, that can um, get you points uh, from the outside when, you know, a drive, a dribble drive doesn't work or a dribble drive and kick out is the plan. Um, stuff like that. Uh, that's, that's, some offense that I'm excited for, like I said, that Louisville has been missing uh, in the last few years. Certainly a player that, uh, yeah, is just getting a lot of really, really good stuff said about her in the transfer into Louisville that they're thinking that maybe, uh, you know, she might be able to just jump in there and grab all of those points and then do some really good things for them. Uh, I kind of like Nader guards, and the reason I do, she's a smaller guard, kind of like Haley is, a five-nine a guard. And that, true, she played for Florida, and Florida women's basketball is not anything to be spectacular or anything like that. But, uh, you know, she was a Miss New York basketball nominee back when she was in high school. We all know a lot of great players come out of New York that play ball. Uh, I think she's a girl that could probably step in there and say, okay, you know what? Y'all are looking for a point guard? Hi, my name is Nina Ricard. I'll play. Put me in there. I'll be a great point guard. And so I expect her to see her do some things. But uh, time will tell. We shall see as we basically will go through a summer debating all this and also wondering if the 500-pound elephant in the closet is going to come charging out and say fear of the spear. Can you imagine her on the Louisville team, guys? Mm. With all the familiarity of the ACC already there. Mm. Yeah. Just the way she plays, her scoring abilities. The, uh, yeah. Uh, she was the one player when she came into Louisville to play games that I honestly hoped would foul out early. That would not be there to hurt us. Mm -hmm. Would not be there to do anything damaging to the guards because she had that potential where she could just step in there and go, you look out because I have the ball now and I'm going to score and I'm going to score a bunch on you and you're not going to like this. I think depending on how Louisville wants to play, they need to potentially find some more depth uh, in the front court. A, a good point, Case, because you know, basically you are a, little, a tad bit weak there. Uh, we don't know for sure how Mobley's going to come into the season and play after being out with the injury. We certainly saw enough good things out of Olivia Cochran over the last couple of years to think, yeah, she's got to be the, you know, the prime focus inside. But then Nyla Harris, uh, a lot of people liked her freshman year but weren't in love with it. They do need that that, that extra inside, don't they? I think that, yeah, you, you got a lot out of Olivia Cochran. It's uh, easy to say, um, but you also had Liz Dixon there. Uh, they played uh, pretty much a one-two tandem, uh, especially because Olivia Cochran has the propensity to get into foul trouble. Um, and uh, Nyla Harris plays a, a different style of uh, front court ball. She's not like a big bruiser. Um, admittedly, I don't know a ton about how uh, Amy Van Scheich plays. Um, she, you know, was uh, an 11. 11.6, 7.2 per game player last year, uh, points and rebounds, so uh, effective. Um, but uh, you had a very similar player in 
uh, Liz Dixon to Olivia Cochran um, last year, and you're going to be looking at, uh, like you said, we we don't know how Alexi Mobley is going to come out, and we don't know how Louisville, how Jeff Wall is going to want to play uh, with the with the roster that he's going to have built up. So maybe maybe just uh, a single uh, big, and you're going to play four guards and and play a smaller brand of ball because of the length that they're going to have at guard next year. You don't know. So um, I, I could see that being a potential target uh, with, I guess, one of the three or four roster spots they have left. Lizzo will miss most of all. I really love to. The way her game developed and kind of prospered at Louisville and her un- her willingness to do anything that Jeff Wallace wanted as far as court time and what court presence meant. Uh, she was not particularly selfish about playing time, like Liz Balogun was. If she could get in there in five minutes and make a difference, she would be very, very happy about that at the end of a game. If she played 30 minutes, she'd be equally happy. So They don't make them much like Liz anymore, gang. But, uh, hey, guess I'm looking here at the clock, and guess what it is, the noon hour. So certainly had a fun discussion here today about a lot of the good things of the Louisville women's athletics. And then, of course, we threw the Debbie Downer in at the end with the Haley Van Lip story. But the good thing is that Cardinal basketball on the women's side is still alive and well. And we'll be hoping to draw 10,000 out to see this new batch of Cardinals as they get out there. With maybe one or two more surprises. But, uh, we'll roll on into final thoughts then. As... I'm going to start with Jared this week because I know he wants to get out and do some things. Uh, so we're going to get you in and out real quick. Jared, what's your final thoughts, buddy? Yeah, just uh, glad it's been another extremely successful school year for UofL sports. Is By the time we're on air, uh, well, not next week, but in two weeks, then all, all the women's sports for at least for home events will be done. So I'll be wrapping up my 22 to 23 sports photo season here in the next couple of weeks which is you know uh, cool to that made it another year but also sad to see the seers already flown by at that point and how much i just love uh, getting out and photographing all the different teams and their games yeah just a quick reminder to you also uh, we will not be on the air next saturday since it is derby day here in the state of kentucky and city of louisville and uh, I think everybody's having a derby party except me, from what I've been seeing here. <laughs> and, and that's fine, because I'm going through my antisocial hermit mode of life right now, where I wouldn't go to it even if I was the featured guest, so who cares? But it's always fun to watch the race, so but we will miss you all next week. We'll be back the week after that. Uh, on that, and that's kind of my final thoughts on it, is that, uh, you know, it's going to be nice to... Uh, fairly immerse myself into derby festivities now as a nice sideline byline instead of having to think about the present i can kind of put that on the side for a week and enjoy derby week and then worry about other things later on down the road jeff your final thoughts uh yeah uh i had one and then it's gone uh yeah poof uh i'm going to jersey on monday that'll be fun uh, that's that's a pseudo work thing though. Uh, but uh, no, I was I was I was also going to say the, the thing I was going to say was I you all were talking about having people pinging you asking you if you'd seen the news about HVL going to LSU. I said I got to be proud of my friends. None of them pinged me asking me if I'd heard the news. They just pinged me and started making commentary about it because <laughs> they knew that I had seen it. So <laughs> like yeah okay. <laughs> They, they know they don't have to ask me that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of, hey, did you see that Asia Doerr is going to play for Louisville? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. But what gets me is one of our rivals, not really a rival site, but another site out there that uh, comments on Louisville Athletics has still not learned how to spell Asia Doerr after probably, what, 10 years now? Just, just spell it. Adding, that, like adding that E in there between the U and the R's. Uh, no, that E isn't a part of it. That's okay. not. Yeah, it would be like spell an angel with two A's. Uh, angel. Right. <laughs> Enough on that nonsense. <laughs> That's what you got. Yeah, uh, we mentioned uh, earlier the 
uh, Clarkwood Invitational. Uh, so yesterday, Louisville had a pretty good day. Uh, Kaya Yeast, on, I'll just mention women's side events. Uh, Kaya Yeast had the third fastest school history, third fastest in school history wind unassisted time in the 200 meter dash. Um, and won that event. Uh, Sinclair Savage, um, unsurprisingly, won the women's long jump. She is, as a reminder, the <laughs> school record holder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. School, school record holder in that, in that event. Uh, had a pretty good prior there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Catherine Coffey uh, was first in the discus throw, and uh, she set a personal best in that. She also set a personal best in the women's hammer throw um, and finished second. And then uh, Sadie Morris uh, set a season best time of, or in the women's 800 meter run to get a runner-up finish. So uh, pretty good there. Uh, Louisville with th- Louisville women with three wins. Uh, Louisville total with uh, six wins yesterday uh, in that event. So successful day as as the uh, spring track and field season is wrapping up. There it is. So. Uh everybody will have a good weekend the rest of the weekend uh, it is opening day at churchill so if that's your bent go on out there and play a few ponies if you want to watch the cards they're on acc proper today in softball and it's just looking to be a really nice day out there so far from what i can see so uh, get out and enjoy the weather a little bit and if you see jared ask for a selfie we be glad to oblige you if you go to the ball game uh, that'll do it for us thanks to everybody for listening and we'll catch you down the road go cards Thanks for listening to the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to give us a rating or review and subscribe to the show in your podcast player of choice. We're available on all of the major podcast players. And be sure to check out the site at cardinalcouple.com for the daily column bringing you the joy and excitement of mobile women's athletics. Mm-hmm.